You don't know what you have until it's gone. Through loss, I, Kimberly, host of Self Love Sister Podcast, am learning to live. From the age of eight, I suffered from multiple autoimmune diseases which took my capacity to walk and even to speak. As these abilities gradually returned, I found a deep gratitude for this delicate and wonderful life. The fact that I may suffer a relapse at any time pushes me to appreciate all the more the wonder of living here and now. Through sharing my experiences and through interviewing others, I invite listeners to experience their own gratitude for life.
Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Self Love Sister podcast. Today, I'm joined with Shamala Pisaparthi. How are you? I'm so excited. I'm so glad to be here. I've been waiting for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. I'm so excited for this. How we connected? It was through Instagram. Give a little intro about yourself. Thank you so much, dear. I am Shamala Pisaparthi from Bangalore, India. I am a resident dentist working in a clinic. Keeping my job aside, the reason why I took up advocacy this seriously is because I'm personally connected with a rare disease. Though I'm not suffering from one or I do not have a rare disease, I've seen my father live with a rare disease and unfortunately two years ago I lost him. So that shook my world upside down and I took up advocacy seriously ever after he's gone because I want to immortalize him or I want to have a voice and reach out to the masses. I want to make the rare not so rare which is, a, which is why I took up advocacy seriously. The rare disease that he is connected with is called as granulomatosis with polyangitis. It's otherwise called as Vaginal granulomatosis. It's also an autoimmune disease condition. It's amazing how you decide to take up this advocacy, even though you weren't affected by it, but you were because he was your father. And I think that's something so important that a lot of people need to talk about is also like how a disease not only affects you personally, but also your family members. Absolutely. Absolutely. Though the physical uh, stress is comparatively lesser to a caretaker, the mental stress is way too much is what I see it is now how I see it because mentally we are uh, we have to see our loved ones suffering and go through a very painful process and repeatedly taking to the hospital so it it really does add a mental stress or trauma on the caretaker yeah like I've seen it firsthand I'm physically disabled but I've also seen you know the stress that my family goes through yes I'm the one that's suffering in pain but my mom was always like I wish I could do something for you so sad it's devastating as someone because like you can't help it that you're sick you're making like your family sick and oh it's horrible it's horrible it's just a cycle and the thing with autoimmune disease is that many of the diseases do not have a magical solution or a magical drug to cure the illness so like you righteously told it's always a cycle and there's always remissions and exacerbations or it's always a cycle ups and downs yes and and it's sad taking all this medication and knowing at the end of the day, there's no cure, but you could get something else. Absolutely. Most of the diseases today, even today, there's no cure to most of the diseases. Yeah. And it's sad. And I was also wondering about the child neglect because I'm old enough to advocate for myself, but I, for children, like I know I had a very bad experience growing up because I was diagnosed at, at 12, but I couldn't advocate for myself also because doctors would use these super long words that I didn't understand. Absolutely. Even being medical professional myself, I fail to understand certain uh, terminologies which the doctors use. And it's more sad or it's sadder that it's difficult to explain the process of a rare disease to a caretaker or to a patient in non-medical terms because doctors themselves do not understand. So to simplify what you don't understand in a language which a patient understands. Yeah, it's very hard, especially I can't believe it that sometimes not even doctors understand their own terminology. It's true. It's definitely true. And sometimes we have we are forced, of course, I can say to use this uh, new finger technology called as internet. Mm -hmm. And even today, when it comes to rare diseases, 
internet is the first place where we go to look up for information and not a doctor because medicine is quite challenging and to study 7000 rare diseases approximately in that course of being a doctor is next to mission impossible that being told every disease manifests in different forms to different people if my father had a rare disease which is having x and y and z symptoms it can manifest as having a b and c symptoms in somebody else so there's no clear cut channel of progression to say how a rare disease should manifest or how a rare disease can affect people so that yes. makes it even more challenging oh yeah yeah like i remember you know i was sick at 8 and they misdiagnosed me with arthritis I guess my illness wasn't fully manifested then we diagnosed with scleroderma renans i think that's why it's so important to be able to advocate for yourself the doctors only see like physically but you know we notice what goes on internally very it's very common also for rare diseases to land upon a bunch of misdiagnoses before arriving at one proper diagnosis and i believe that there are many rare diseases which do not have a diagnosis so far as well yeah it's a lot especially a toll on your mental health because oh my gosh it can be so overwhelming for life like you know that you're you have this illness for life mm. it did take a toll on my mental health as well and um, i tried all the ways to get over it but i t- i think i took almost one and a half to two years of time to completely come to term with it and uh, accept things for what they are yeah and if you don't mind sharing like what things helped you kind of come to terms with it it was writing okay initially to be much more transparent i always loved writing and literature mm-hmm. so back then i used to write in my diary or books here and there but what used to happen was uh, my parents would read it or i had the fear that somebody else in the house would read it i always wanted to you know show off as a very strong woman or someone who can take care of my father i didn't want to expose my weakness i didn't have a vent hole so i used to write in books and then i figured out or i had that doubt that they would read it so that is when i started writing on the internet or kept a secret blog for myself i never shared that link with anybody else so it's very important to have a vent hole at the end of the day if you cannot find solace and unfortunately most of the caretakers are fighting a single battle most of them in india especially we do not have somebody to share these pain or burden with or even if you have somebody there's no guarantee that your secrets will remain a secret you will be opening the pool for judgment even if you share it with your best friend there's no guarantee that your best friend will not judge you so instead of going through all that circus i have actually decided to have a blog for myself and i kept scribbling when when i wanted so that was something which kept me going and which made me a little more stronger but otherwise i kept my mind away from all this mess so i used to indulge in extensive reading or read some books or practice yoga here and there somehow and i used to spend comparatively lesser time in the home because i could not see my father suffering i could not see all the ailment i kept myself away when i feel like i'm going low i'm becoming sadder i used to step out of the house uh, yeah that's what i did at first you know i have i got my dog a few months before i was i officially was diagnosed with antiphospholipid syndrome which caused me to have to stroke just going for a walk listening to music or podcast just having that mental thing that i can say okay for 15 minutes i can just concentrate on myself and yeah that's also why i did the instagram because i was like there has to be other people that are going through what i'm going through it is so. incredible then actually having at 21 it's definitely very difficult 
Yeah. So you must be a very strong person. Yes, I had to be. I believe in God. And I was like, you know what? If he thinks I could do this, I definitely can. <laughs> and yeah, I'm 25 now. I, you know, I'm, I'm really happy. And I'm happy in the sense that, yeah, I can't open a water bottle, but I can connect with amazing people and inspire people. And that's happiness for me. That's amazing, really. And I think the world needs more of acceptance and coming in the front and sharing your story. Regardless of the judgments, I think these stories are meant to be shared out raw instead of manipulating or modifying it. That is really appreciated. I remember that I posted, so with my autoimmune disease, I tend to get bloated. And so it was a really unflattering picture. And I know that with filters and models and everything on Instagram, People don't want to put that raw out there. So, you know what? Like, I know that my community is also going through this because a lot of my followers, they have an autoimmune disease. They know someone that does. So I felt really safe putting myself out there. So when I posted a picture of me looking bloated, I was like, you know what? It's okay to be bloated. And I really got a lot of positive feedback. I mean, it was incredible. And I was really proud of myself just for putting it out there because I know not everyone can do it. Definitely not everyone can do it. I myself fall that boat though uh, definitely autoimmune diseases have a course where uh, they'll be put on steroids yeah especially if you're put up on steroids or if you're made to take steroids it's natural to gain weight so my father himself was very much concerned about his weight gain we feel insecure suddenly if you start gaining weight definitely we feel insecure to actually show our raw faces or put our put our pictures the way they are without using filters. That was where I, I also failed, but I'm really happy that you took that step because now I'm trying to accept and now I'm trying to be raw. But to reach this point, definitely it was a mental struggle. Yeah, it definitely is, especially in the society that we live in. You know, where everything's on social media and you know that there's people that are going to judge, but you have to reach a point where you're just like, you know what, like there's nothing I can do about it. Let's also talk about like some of the symptoms kids go through and how it can be very toxic yeah landing up with a rare disease diagnosis was something out of the blue which i had not even expected to make things worse it was my 21st birthday i still remember the day his rare disease diagnosis came out coincided with my 21st birthday oh my and my world was totally shattered because i wasn't a kid who was born with a silver spoon neither i was a kid or a child who used to cut birthday cakes on every birthday but I don't know, though it was my birthday, it didn't feel like one. I, I did not expect a birthday cake for a huge celebration. But to say the least, I did not even expect a rare disease diagnosis. All what I was hoping for was my father would recover soon. I would get him back soon. It can be something like pneumonia or tuberculosis, things like that. But it landed up in a huge diagnosis called as granulomatosis with polyangitis on my 21st birthday. Some symptoms which he showed initially were it started off with something which mimicked tuberculosis. So initially we thought it was tuberculosis because he was actually coughing up blood here and there, losing weight and mainly respiratory obstruction was there. He was not able to breathe comfortably, but uh, we put him in the hospital and suddenly there was this um, nasal bleeding which happened, which was not expected. And then he landed up in something called as metabolic acidosis. Means his kidneys were also gradually deteriorating. So we randomly simply just did a blood test and they figured out that his creatinine levels are high. So, which is an indicator that not just the lungs, even the kidneys are having some problems. We took a kidney biopsy, the doctor suggested, 
and we said okay for it and the kidney biopsy was crescentic glomerulonephritis i know these terminologies are really huge for the followers to understand but yeah. ultimately this kidney problem lung problem bleeding from the nose and uh, the gums resemble strawberry so it's called as strawberry gum strawberry gingivitis so all these together landed up in a diagnosis in i think about a month so that way i was really fortunate because i didn't have to wait for years to land up in a diagnosis wow that's really fast because i know most of people who have been diagnosed it, they wait years and on the wrong yeah. medication and everything so i'm so happy and how was that treatment for you especially being 21 watching your father go through this i can imagine it, it was very hard it was hard and to make things worse i was also a doctor i mean i was studying medicine back then in my school it was the toughest part for me to play dual roles means to play the role of a doctor Mm-hmm. because i know what he is going through i can understand some scientific terms and to play the role of a daughter that emotional bond so yeah. dual role of being played a doctor's role along with a daughter's role was extremely difficult for a moment i felt it would have been easier for me if i was not a medical professional mm-hmm. if i was a lay person not knowing what's happening in the background it would have been much more easier for me it made it difficult for me to know that he's going through so much and to still keep happy face and you know act everything is normal it was difficult i can't imagine like you said playing that dual role where you know mm-hmm. you were the doctor but also you wanted to be the daughter and especially at such a young age to deal with that I feel like there's that pressure that you have to be perfect yeah there's also pressure there's also added responsibilities how i see there's yeah. always an added responsibility that your siblings will look after you so you should be the one who will lead them or you should be like a perfect example yeah absolutely yeah so if there would be something that you can change about a child with advocacy or ignorance or anything what would it be i would say what changes i have seen in india or i think the world globally for that matter is most of the rare diseases affect children statistically at least yeah. lack of awareness or uh, ignorance both for that matter play a very important role in diagnosis means they can delay the diagnosis or they can speed up the diagnosis mm-hmm. but that being told recently what trends i have seen is the parents for a fact can see that child is not normal i mean it can be as simple as a child not giving a proper eye contact it can be as simple as a child not being social enough to play with kids around mm-hmm. the child is getting low grades comparatively i mean the child is gradually deteriorating in his performance in school though they can have those symptoms right in front of them somewhere they are uh, i know i don't know they take a back seat when it comes to acceptance they do not accept that their child is not normal they do not want to accept the fact that their child needs treatment you know taking them to a psychologist or taking them to a pediatrician or whoever is concerned i think that can help us somewhere in reaching a diagnosis because if you do not accept yourself for who you are and if you do not accept the reality what is being shown to you if you are always living under a false impression that children are normal our child is normal and you cannot normalize everything at the end of the day when you have the evidence right in front of you you should end up believing it 
only that can speed up a process so my message to the people out there especially to parents is please do not play the game of ignorance towards the child child sometimes in other scenarios child can ask for help but parents are ignorant because if you do not help a child it's very difficult for for the doctors to help is what i say i want to bring about this change somehow mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's so important. You're blessed in that way to have that supportive parents is what I would definitely love to touch upon because not many rare disease affected children or not many children in general have that supportive parents. Yeah, importance of support. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be around parents. It can be a friend, an adult that you trust. You just have to have someone that backs you up. Absolutely, 100%. Child ignorance, definitely I would say it's not right. Yeah. you definitely have to be interested in the child first of all and if you are not ready to take care of the child please do not bring them into the universe because it's not right on your part to just let the child suffer with an impression that the child is normal it's up to the parents to actually accept and help the child or ignore the fact and just live in misery for the rest of their life sadly especially with respect to mental health related diseases or disorders if a child is not treated early the impact can be huge later in the life so yeah. break that chain today is what i would like to say yeah and that's so important and only parents who are more welcome who are more broad minded who are ready to accept it in the first place i think only they can handle all of this yeah definitely the last thing i would love to ask you was is um i know you're coming out with a book oh that is a wonderful opportunity and thanks for the shout out to tell a small uh, story about this book i started writing this book back then in 2017 i did not have an idea that this would turn out into a book mm-hmm. so i used to write poems prose poetry here and there but uh, only in 2021 i think i've already written about uh, some 2000 plus quotes so in 2021 that's one year ago i had a plan that instead of it being all over the place we can arrange all the poetry or all the poems a form and then i made a book out of it and i, I created the storyline though it is very close to my heart and it's actually a real story i named the book as world will remember you dad and i launched it for my 25th birthday that was already i think it's already been 10 to 10, 10 months ago i launched and that book is available internationally i didn't make the book monotonous by just targeting a rare disease i added up stories here and there i wrote two or three chapters about his childhood so most of the book is real yeah amazing well congratulations thank you thank you so much and my main motto to write a book was also not to you know become a millionaire in a day or not to sell some 100000 copies or a lakh copies it's just to immortalize his life and let the world know i think if not today if not tomorrow some day down the line let the world know that there lived a person with this kind of disease and there was a daughter a rare daughter who was a caretaker who was also a doctor who wanted to immortalize her father That was all in my heart when I was writing that book. Well, thank you so much, Shamila. It was a pleasure hearing you talk about this and it's crazy how fast time goes. So please tell everyone where they can find you and also your book and I'll be sure to link it down below. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity. For those of the listeners who are into this and who want to write to me regarding my father's journey or for any help for that matter, you can reach out to me on this Instagram account that is the underscore rare underscore world so the instagram account itself is the rare world my email id also will be linked up in the description but otherwise also i would like to tell it out here 
that is shamala dot p s h y a m a l a dot p two three zero four at the rate of gmail dot com. Perfect. Yes, send me all those links. I'll be sure to link it down. Do you have any final words you would like to tell all the listeners? I would like to say keep going and stop being judgmental about somebody else's journey. It's their journey. It's their life. And if you can do something, create awareness and help them, support them. But merely passing judgments or comments by staying in the background and by making fun of somebody, body shaming—it's definitely not right. So appreciate somebody's journey and be a part of it. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Emily, and I'm looking forward to having you on here again. Thank you so yeah, much. Thanks. Have a wonderful night. Thank you.